This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. Mark. Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How you doing? I am doing fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. And you know what? What? My new name is the real mortgage mom. Just so you know. Oh, People change, are out there trying to copy my brain. name. I am the real mortgage mom. Why, there's somebody imitating you? There's somebody imitating me. They're probably not as good looking as you, though, and as young. Oh, you're so sweet. But we're excited to be here every Saturday at 1 o'clock on WPHD Talk Radio. If you have a question about uh, mortgages with the real mortgage mom or commercial or residential real estate, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? The real number. Give me the real number. My real number is 609. <laughs> My real number is 609-605-7153. And if we can help you in any way, give us a call. We are the only show in the fifth largest media market in the country talking about real estate. And the market's booming and nobody's talking about it. So get a license. Come to Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. We'll tell you all about it. And you can listen to this show on past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com. So what's coming up today? I thought you were going to say get a life (laughs) and get your real estate license. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. And we're going to continue our segment, Motivating Without Money. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Should I get a grant? Good question. (laughs) My favorite subject. Mark, we also have our questions. Why is the inventory so low and when will it change? We got this question a few months ago, something similar. Next question is, how do I get an SBA loan and why? Next question is, I heard about wire fraud in real estate transactions. Can you explain? I'm still hearing about that. It's it's not only that, but even identity. It's it's a mess. Yeah. Um, next question is, how do you know when you've paid down 20% of your mortgage? Great question. Look at your mortgage. Next question is, how much money can new realtors make when starting out in the business? According to where, they, according to where they come from. Good topic. And Mark, our topic of the day is... From from ridge to roof, how no, long no, can fridge, you expect? Fridge to roof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going up no ridges. 
from ri- fridge <laughs> to roof, how long can you expect ten, 10 major home components to last? I never see this is going to be a good talk because I never think about this because I think they're all going to last forever. <laughs> I think I had too much coffee. Um, but first, give us your motivational quote. And a motivational quote is change begins at the end of your comfort zone. So you got to get it out of your comfort zone. Take some chances or no, nothing happens. Just like that song I got on Spotify. If you just want to check it out, got to take a <laughs> chance to be free. Just Google Kicks Philly and it'll come up. So on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and that's what it's all about. Taking chances. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. Now, thinking of little projects, I want to bring this up. The Rolling Stones, I just got an email from Keith. (laughs) The Rolling Stones are, now we talk about our little projects and doing this and doing that. Everybody's got little projects. The Rolling Stones are now going on another world tour. Mick is 78. Keith is 78. And the youngster of the band, Ronnie Wood, is 74. And you know what kind of logistics are involved in a Rolling Stone world tour? And we're worried about running like real estate schools and mortgage offices and stuff. And these guys, 78 years old, are going to go on a world tour. I just thought I had to bring that up. Are they, you think they're going to make it back? I don't know. Well, they lost one on the last round, so. (laughs) But at 78, you got to give them credit. And I'll tell you, I watched the last tour and they played better than ever. They just make it look like it's easy. That's crazy. Well, anyway, back to the real estate world. And this is an interesting thing I saw the other day. 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in January. U.S. job openings hover at a record higher. They're calling it the Great Resignation. Wow. You know what you don't hear about anymore? They want to talk about the $15 an hour. You, we don't hear about COVID no more. COVID, we don't hear COVID, COVID, whatever. You know, we don't hear about that. We don't hear about fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, we got to have fifteen dollars an hour. We don't hear about none of that no more. People are offering bonuses to hire, but the job opens, job openings are unbelievable. There's like eleven million open jobs. I got one. I this have a job opening. Gr- Just saying. Yeah. You do. You're looking for someone. I'm looking for an assistant. Millions, millions of workers continue to quit each month and what has become known as the Great Resignation. The number of positions slipped a little bit, revised from 11 up to 11.7 million in December. Some poor 4.3 million also quit their jobs in the month. Millions have quit one job for another job. And what becomes a Great uh, Resignation? Because people are shopping. They can get... You know, and what Dr. A is talking about today, it's not always about the pay. It's about a different environment, a different career. Culture. It's not always money. And before the pandemic, the number of people quitting averaged fewer than 3 million. But now the numbers are way high. And while this account, company is, uh, is adding jobs, we're still way behind in the workforce. So the big picture... The demand for labor is as strong as it's ever uh, been, and it's steadily recovering from the pandemic. Companies have tons <laughs> of business. Chief problem has been finding enough labor and supplies to meet the demand. And the economy could also be confronting some problems soon because of these uh, this inflation, which they better get under control. And this guy better open some pipelines. I don't understand what the problem is. And then this war in Russia, which got everybody worried again, and and when people get worried, this is like prior to the last election in 20, 
there was trillions of dollars sitting on the fence because people were unsure. In Philly Metro alone, there was almost seven, no, no, four billion dollars sitting on the fence. And then once he was elected and they felt comfortable, people started expanding, hiring people, doing whatever. But that's we're going to be in that situation again right now because when people are nervous, they don't spend money. So, but oh, and real estate, it's booming. It's just nobody talks about it but us. I mean, it's the best time still ever to buy, and it's definitely the best time ever to sell. So, I can tell you, I can tell blame you that. a lot of this on the real estate agents because they're not staying in touch with people and people don't know what's going on. 100% true, but I will tell you that people are, some of the agents within the last two or three days, listings, I'm going to say at least 15 to 20 listings have come across my desk where people are just out there listing. So it's awesome. They are, I, be, I believe no, it's slowly you, changing. You know what? I agree with you. And they're the ones that are picking up the damn phone right. and having a conversation with somebody. I just had... The ones that are waiting for somebody to call them from that fancy 2020 calendar with all the pictures of the puppies and the cats, that's probably not working. It's not going to happen. I just had somebody today, Mark, that said... Um, I put them on the phone. I, I brought another loan officer in so that they could have we could have a three-way conversation. And you know what the guy said to me? I'm so glad that you actually picked up the phone. You know, this emailing and this yeah. texting, I really just want to talk to somebody and have a conversation. And it was great. A lot of students that call me for the school, they're surprised I answer. Oh, I thought I was going to get a voice message. Like, they're right. shocked when I answer the phone. And then they're really shocked when they email me. I call them back. I get an email from you. They go, oh. And then they actually have to have a conversation with me. So tell me about the rates. All right. So the rates, 30-year conventional, we're looking at about 4.375. Damn. Your 15-year fixed, you're looking at about 3.5%. Your FHA, 3.75 to 4 and a quarter, depending. It's, it's changing every day. Again, it's still not too late to refinance. Just look at your statement. If you're in the fives, Give me a call at 609-605-7153. Let's take a look, see if it's a win-win. Take some cash out. You can either buy another property, maybe remodel a home. You know, let's let's go over your options. And a few months ago, we were saying if you're over four, and now we're talking about five. This guy's doing a wonderful job. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So what's up? Where are you at, Deanne? What's up, Mark? How you doing? I'm what's good. up? <laughs> Mark, we are up to your funny story. All right, and I got one for you. So this burglar breaks into this house, right? And he's walking around, shining his flesh right out and looking for valuables. And he hears a voice in the dark say, Jesus knows you're here. And he like almost jumps out of his skin. He clicks his flashlight off. He freezes, heard heard nothing, nothing more. Shook his head. He starts looking around. He starts disconnecting some stereo equipment. And then it also clears a bell he hears. Jesus is watching you. Startled, he shines the light around frantically, looking for the source of the voice. He finally, in the corner of the room, the flashlight beam comes to rest on a parrot, 
And he walks over at the parrot, walks over, and he says, did you say that? And the parrot says, yes. He goes, I'm just trying to warn you that he's watching you. And the burglar relaxes. He goes, warn me, huh? He goes, who in the world are you? He goes, I'm Moses, replied the parrot. Burglar goes, Moses? What kind of people name a bird Moses? Same, the same kind of people that name their Wawa or Jesus. <laughs> I think I told that one before years ago. <laughs> So now it is time for the real Mortgage Mom segment with the real Deanne Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic today is, should I get a grant? Should I get a grant? Should I get a grant or should I go? Yeah, I'd rather say go. But Mark, you never (laughs) let me ask people to help you with the funny stories. You always, I know you're excited about the Mortgage Mom topic. But I need help. I'm at 903 funny stories. I know. So if you have a funny story... Send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call directly on the phone, 267-266-5501, and he will and actually will pick up the phone. No doubt about it. It could be four ninety nine. <laughs> could be four ninety nine. All right. So tell me about yeah, this. Yeah, it's kind of one of my pet peeves, um, these grants. Everybody thinks that when you get a grant to purchase your home, whether it's for your closing costs, whether it is for down payment assistance. Everybody thinks it's free money. They're going to go out, go under contract, apply for the grant. And I want to go through the proper steps and the proper grants. So somebody that's looking to get a down payment assistance or a grant towards their closing costs, it's not free money. Most of the time you need to live in that property for five to seven years. And then that, that grant is forgiven. So it actually goes into second lien position when you get a mortgage. And after, it depends on the grant that you get, but it could be five, it could be seven years, and that grant will be forgiven. But the key to remember in this market, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate the different grants that are available. There's a lot of fluffy grants out there like the First Front Door, Neighborhood Lift. We had that Philly First I mean, everybody was on Philly first. They just thought it was the best thing since sliced bread until guess what? Yeah, all the now you got government involved in your deal. Well, not only that, but they ran out of money. So all these people that were earmarked to get this grant, when they ran out of money and it didn't replenish, those people weren't able to get homes. Yeah, after all that red tape. Yep, after all that red tape. And what Mark means by red tape is, you not only have to get 100% pre-approved with the lender, but you also have to go through the steps of getting approved with the grant people. And that means taking a class. With the government. We're here to help. We're here to help. That means turning in all your documents to the grant people. Oh, yeah. Sitting through a class, getting a certificate. And I will tell you that these people are working from home. So trying to get someone on the phone to answer your questions is next to impossible. We had a closing on Friday where the grant needed a UNO, which is a use and occupancy certificate in order for them to release the money. They had it two weeks ago, but it got lost in the emails for some reason. There was no way to get a hold of the person that we were working with on the grant to tell him, it's there. You need to check in the email. And then he needed information and everything was done by email. 
thank God it all worked out. But you don't want to put yourself in this position. No. Remember the thing I just went through with something from years ago yep. with the business? And then I, I tried phone calls. Then, then they said, oh, just come down to the municipal service building and we'll take care of you. And then I got down there and sat down there for like four hours and a rainy day. Yep. And then they finally said, oh, we'll email you something. I'm like, you know. I was just counting. I'm worth two twenty five an hour. That was cost me the train ride down. <laughs> like a thousand bucks. Else. Yeah, it was a thousand dollars. No doubt. And they're like, and they're like, no, sorry, nothing. No, sorry about the inconvenience. Not, not nothing. They don't care. I'll send you an email. Thank you. My deepest apologies for Thank for you, wasting your time. The government. So listen, that's the only thing me... I have. That's the one thing I have against the grants. I've never sold a house with. I never sold a HUD house in my whole career. I never sold a HUD house. I never sold anything with any grants involved. Because I, I just try to avoid anything that has government involved. Right. As soon as you got government involved, add a couple rolls of red tape. So if you do this ahead of time, which you have to, you can't be under contract and then go apply for a grant. So this all this paperwork, everything needs to be done up front. The grants that I do like are the county grants. County grants like Delaware County, Bucks County, Montgomery County, Gloucester County, Salem County. Um, Burlington County, those grants, everything is spelled out black and white. You can access the people. They're easy to get a hold of. And we have contacts. So because we've done these, I have somebody that I can go to if there's an issue. I have somebody's right. cell phone number. So all these other grants, just please just do your due diligence, but make sure you go through the proper steps before you actually take the grant. And a lot of sellers... When they see that you're getting a grant, they might not accept the offer because they know that that grant might not actually might not happen. Come through. Yeah. Or if they run out of money, that's deal's dead. Right. And so, then the other thing is, are they are they still making the grantees go to like a class? Or yeah, anything? you have to take a class for sure. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like I actually sat through one of them one time just to see what it was. It was like. I, I, I was like irons in my eyes. I was like, God. <laughs> well, is, you know. the difference between that too, Mark, is when you go through the grant, you know, when you get an FHA lo a loan through my team, our back ratio can go as high as 59.6%. When you go through the grant, you're not going higher than 45% because right. it's extremely, extremely conservative. So there's a lot of different guidelines. You might not get the house of your dreams, so you either have a couple options. You can get a gift from somebody in place of the grant, or you're going to have to wait and save some money. So it's up to you. But speaking of classes, real quick, I just want to throw this out there. We are doing two home buying seminars, and we are going to teach buyers how to be the strongest buyers in 2022. There's one on April 6th. And there's one on April 7th. And all you have to do, uh, we can, I send out the link for the home buying seminar. It is a wealth of information, but it's all about making you the strongest buyer, knowing your budget, knowing how to purchase a home, and giving you the competitive edge over everyone else. So She's talking to the 48% of Philadelphia that, that rent. are She's renting. Rent. Correct. She's running the Wells Fargo Center. Right. <laughs> so do me a favor. Come, come out. It's a Zoom. All you got to do is plug in. It's at 6 o'clock, April 6th, April 7th. Give me a call at 609-605-7153. I'll send you is the information. Up, 
Is it up on mortgagemom.net? It will be. We just finalized it today. It's also on Facebook. So if you go to Mortgage Mom and go to my Facebook page or my name, Deanne Katsaris, the link will be on there. Very good. All right. So if you have any questions, give me a shout. Yeah, I love talking about grants and government. No, you don't. (laughs) All right. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT Talk Radio. All positive all the time. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? So Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. And the first one is, why is the inventory so low and when will it change? I know. It's just like all we talk about anymore. And, and I just don't see any radical change coming soon. It's, we're going down. A couple months ago, we were up to like 4,200, 40, right. is, which, which is ridiculously low. That was, that was a 14-year low. And now we're at... What were we at last week? 27, I think you said. 2709 or something. That's like ridiculous out of 600,000 houses. And I'm looking at the counties. I seen a thing from Relink my, where my license is hanging. They sent out a thing about Southampton. There was 10 houses for sale. Are you I mean, serious? Yeah, 10 actives. I mean, it's ridiculous. I remember one time one of our teachers Googled not that long ago, 19115, and there was no actives. That's a pretty big zip code. Uh, I mean, the only thing that there's any real inventory is, is in the real high-end stuff, the million-dollar condos, because you got a smaller group that are buying them, and they'll stay on the market a little longer. But And then the really bad stuff, you know, that's in really bad shape that some guy's going to flip or something. Right. But anything that's livable and decent price is gone. I I, I just taught that, that class again, that zero to 20 million to the newbies, and they just can't believe that. Like when I tell them, they think I'm lying to them or something. I'm saying, this is why you need to pick up the phone. Yeah. I said, you know, so I, I, the answer to this question, one want to change. I think it's going to take a while to change because I, I seen Gary Keller put a thing out, buy dirt. You know what that means? That means buy blank land and build houses. Yeah. Because, you know, especially with what's going on. With the country and the world, and this global reset, which I am totally against. I mean, let's take care of ours for a change. And, you know, when people are iffy, they don't make moves. And it's definitely you know? iffy. And I and people have to realize, too, that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. And, and we still have to move on. I mean, we still have to push forward. Even in, even in the worst markets, 2008. I made a ton of money in 2008. That's when I first got in the business. Because we were, yeah, we were lead generators. We weren't sitting on the sidelines waiting for somebody right. to call us. We were proactive. So if you could survive 2008, that's one thing I tell the students. Anybody, any real estate agent that got a license after 2005 has never been in a market like this before. They've always been like in Order easy takers. markets. This is... This is this is where you got to know what you're doing daily. It has to be in your calendar, and you'll be fine. 
It's not rocket science. No, it's all about educating at this point, you know? And again, it goes back to not yeah. waiting for the phone to ring. And it's the same when I was in a discussion with somebody on Facebook the other day. I put I put on there that's 48% of Philadelphia rent, and they could not believe that. And they said, why do you think that is? I said, lack of knowledge. They don't know that you don't only have to put 3% down, 3.5% down FHA. You don't need an 800 credit right. score, you know? You don't need 80000 in the bank. It's all to miss. All right, next anyway, question. What's the next one? How do you get an SBA loan and why? That one got my blood pressure. I know. I, that question. I know. <laughs> SBA loans, like I did one, emergency loan, one when the virus started. There was an emergency 10 grand. Yeah, thank you very much. After I just read the John Hopkins report that they shouldn't have shut us down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. This, now that we shut you down, here's Mark, 10 grand. All positive. And I got to pay it back. When I first took that, I thought it was forgivable. No, that one's not forgivable. You know, all the stuff they want to do for a small business. Anyway, what they're for is if your business is in crisis, like we all were from March 16th of 2019, when they shut everybody down. 35% of restaurants and bars in Philly closed. So all these people went out and they would give you a lot of money. But there was two loans, that EIDL one, which was forgivable. And then there was the SBA emergency 10 grand. It's small business administration loan. Now I'm telling you, I've done some on like uh, big uh, nightclubs, uh, restaurants. You talk about red tape and government. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, be prepared. Everything but a DNA sample. you are going to get... Yeah, everything, man. Yeah, they might even look into your uh, 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 ancestry account. Ancestry uh, okay. account, I said. <laughs> you See got how me far nervous. your roots went back. Track, track you down to like uh, I, I got a Cumberland goes all the way back to fifteen something oh <laughs> in England. Yeah, well, my parents were from Maryland, so anyway, so that's what an SBA loan, small business administration loan. They'll they say they're going to help, but. <laughs> Get ready for the red tape. What's oh the next God. one? The next one. I got I to gotta get serious. I, I got to get serious. All positive all the time. I'm positive. I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> all right. Next question is, I heard about wire fraud in real estate transactions. Can you explain it? You did this one. Yeah, Give them the short emails. version. Well, the short version is a lot of people then like they're going to the settlement table and somebody acts like they're their title company. They change a letter. Remember, it happened yeah. to a friend of ours. They changed one letter in the name of the title company, and these people got an email saying, here's where to wire the funds. And they wired the funds, like honor grand. And it went into some bank account somewhere in the islands, and they were screwed. Like, you never, ever make a transaction like that without calling your agent. And, and most of the time now, the real estate companies and the mortgage companies are warning the buyers in advance or the sellers never wire money to anybody. Correct? What do you tell them? Definitely not wiring. And a lot of the a lot of the companies won't accept it anyway. So they go to the bank, they get a certified check, and they come to the table. And if there's change left over, they leave with another with another check from the title company. Another but a check. lot of title companies will no longer accept a wire transfer from title company to title company. I think they'll get over it eventually, but there was a little fad of it for a while. Some scammers did it, and it worked out, and then they started searching. I don't know how they were finding the people that were in the middle of a transaction, like pending, but they somehow they would find them, 
and then try to find out the name of their title company and make up a name of a title company with like one letter off. Right. And then send them a thing. And here's where to wire your money. And then these people were technically screwed unless they had maybe. Would Legal Shield cover that? I mean. No, wire fraud. You were, it's fraud. That's a really good question. They cover up to a million dollars. I would think. I think they would cover that. Because you got you it was you were a victim of fraud. I think they would cover that. You were a victim of fraud. It came out of your bank account. Right. Yeah, I would imagine, and it's up to a million dollars. I think they would cover that's that. That's a great question. I think they would. I think they would actually. Too. That's why yep. I've had legal shit. What fourteen years? I mean, at I, least, at least, and like everybody should get it. No, it's it's definitely, especially now. It's in. I mean, you know what, Mark? With identity protect, with identity, it's not a matter of when. I'm sorry. It's not a matter of if it could happen. It's just a matter of when. When. I already so. had a couple this year, like little ones, but nothing major. I just had one with my granddaughter that spent like 400 hours on a game because she memorized my Visa card. <laughs> she knew every number, the date, oh my God. and the back. I don't even know it. Can I hire her? Well, can she be I'm my little you, assistant? She is uh, unbelievable with numbers. And so anyway, I'm looking at my account. Ten, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. It was like four hundred hours. I was like, what the hell is this? And uh, my son's calling to get it back, but uh it was for some game and you hit a button, ten dollars. <laughs> oh my god. All I right, was next almost question. have to go to legal shield and go away get him go after my granddaughter, Abby. Get her, get her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Next question is how do you know when you've paid down 20% of your mortgage? Look at your bank statement once in a while. <laughs> Not your bank statement, your mortgage statement. <laughs> your mortgage statement. statement, rather. Yeah. And and you know what? You can go on to like realtor.com. You can go to, to Zillow and get what's called a Zestimate, and you could put in your house address. There's a program that I have. I that's wouldn't called, trust Zillow. They're well, not I'm not right. saying to get an exact number, but to give you an idea. You put the address in, and it tells you what your house is worth. There's a more accurate program that I have. It's called HomeBot. And that basically allows you to see what's sold in your area. It pulls it up. It's a beautiful graphic. Um, but you just have to see what's being sold in your area. So call your mortgage person, call your realtor, let them do some comps for you. Um, and you'll be able to get more of a, a realistic number. But to start, I would just Google it. Yeah. All right, All next right, question. Left? What is the biggest mistakes new realtors make when starting out in the business? I only got a minute, so I'll make this I'm going to make it real quick. They're not using the real mortgage mom. That's one mistake for sure. (laughs) Secondly, the biggest mistake is once they get that license and they graduate out of real estate school, like my school, I give them a two-hour coaching session in every class called zero to 20 million. So when they come out of school, they know what they got to do to make money because that real estate class is not about making money. The state does not care if you ever make a dime. They just want to protect the public's interest. That's what that's about. Right. So it's up to the brokers to teach these people how to make money. And a lot of them are not because they're busy out running around showing houses and doing real estate. So the biggest mistake students make is they go to the wrong company. I give them a list of questions. They ask brokers. And if you go to like when I started, my crazy broker said, congratulations. Good luck. Go get them. You know. Here's Thanks the phone a lot, book. dude. Right. If he would have explained to me what I explained to them in a coaching session, I would have did it out of the gate. I would have called five people every day, used a script. I would have hired an assistant. I would have built my business quickly because I, I build things. When every business I've ever been involved, I always build it. But that's the biggest mistake. Where they go, it's 25% dropout 
the first year of brand new agents because they know they should be doing something, but they're they're sitting at home and they don't know what they should be doing because nobody explained it correctly. And the next thing, they're paying bills every month, door board dues and MOS fees and office fees, and they're not making any money and they drop out. Biggest that's the problem. You got to be really careful where you go out of the gate and right. who who coached you. I tell them all, get a mentor and tell them how you want to be mentored. That's the biggest mistake agents make. I could go on for 20 yeah, minutes Yeah, that's on that not going to be. Yeah, we're, we're running out of time. All right. So, all right. So with that, Mark, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. And it's going to be from fridge to roof. How long can you expect 10 major home components to last? I read this article. I just thought it was interesting. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive. All the time will be great. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, rock and roll. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is from fridge to roof. How long can you expect 10 major home components to last? This is like something like me, Mr. D, that's not too observant, never thinks about. But I read this article and I thought it was interesting, you know, and one of the big ones is the roof, you know, I just had a new roof put on my house, you know, $18,000 It's like brutal, but on the old convent, but uh, because it's a big roof, but you know, you know, on the warranty, this thing's supposed to last like 25 years. So how long is your regular roof supposed to last? Now, there's tons of flat roofs in Philadelphia because we're that city of row homes. And they're a brand new one of them is supposed to last like 10 or 15 years or something. But you're supposed to code it like every so many years. But, you don't. it's a lot of stuff you don't think about. Meanwhile, you know, when somebody's buying a house, they're like a little concerned about how it's the roof, how old all the appliances, everything else, heating system, plumbing, the air conditioner, water heater, all that stuff has a time limit on it. They're all going to go eventually. Like I got a heater that I'm probably going to have to replace in the conference. As long as they don't all go at the same time. That's right. And that's usually when they go. (laughs) Exactly. When it's nine degrees out, that's when your heater goes. But the guy told me, I had a guy in, look at mine. He says, it's probably about eight grand. And uh, so, you know, that's something to plan for and do in the summertime. But before doing all this, you know, people don't always think about, like, all these things. And and it also depends on what part of the country you live in. You know, if you're in Arizona, your son's getting beat by the, your roof's getting beat by the sun, but it's not getting this cold and the rain. So it it does vary around the company around the country but roofs slate roof copper roof tile roofs upper end they can last more than 50 years homeowners with wood shake roofs about 30 years uh, fiber cement shingles 25 years composition roofs 20 years like i got a 25 year warranty on the one i just had done but climate hurricanes hail all that stuff can cut uh, down a roof that's what happened with the convent we had a really bad storm and i i started losing tiles Air conditioning system, usually 10, 15 years. Window units, five to seven years, because they work hard, them things. But, you know, I've, I've had window units that lasted longer than that. Hot water heaters, conventional electric, 
they probably last about 10 years and actually i bought a little thing that you can buy real cheap and it has a little buzzer and you put it next to your hot water heater because if it ever goes it goes off like a siren and then you don't flood the whole basement it's a good idea <laughs> and and they're real cheap so you know like get one for like 10 bucks appliances most most popular uh, appliances last less than 15 years you know i got a refrigerator 9 to 13 years you know it's already it's a fancy one you know all the all the computers and the the water and yeah it's all that stuff yeah you know but like yeah they're a couple grand you know it's not like the old days <laughs> so the microwave ovens the things you never think about how long are they going right. to work furnaces usually 15 to 20 years now like the one that i have now in the convent is probably i don't know who knows that thing could be 30 40 years old it's gigantic I don't, it doesn't get that much use because we have three gas fireplaces in the house, ventless, that saved me a lot of money. But I had a guy come in and look at it, and he said, you should probably replace this. I don't want to even want to touch it. So, and then decks, how long are decks going to live? That, like, now you got a deck down the shore, you're not going to get 20, 25 years out of it because it's old. Right. You know, so unless you got composite doors these are things you never think about your door how long is your screen door supposed to last you know depends they on, say some doors look like 40 years Mark, it depends like on vinyl doors typical door how many times people walk into it right because they don't realize that it's yeah. there or how many times the dog scratches at it to get through <laughs> so yeah like my little glitter 98 pound glitter banging on a door you know <laughs> scratching away at using her head to like whip, whip open yeah wood exactly. floors wood floors like you know in some of the old houses in philly wood floors could last 100 years or more and still be you know thick wood nice floors under there some tile floors can last 75 to 100 years uh, there's no like, way that my wood floor is would last 100 years. i mean i'm on 26 years and it looks yeah but i'm talking about the terrible. you know in the in the big old houses uh, like, like the real good or, good stuff or downtown yeah. Where it's, yeah the wood's like three like the mahogany yeah, two inches yeah. thick yep. yeah and then you know you, you just sand them and they're back gotcha uh, but here it was linoleum lasts about 25 years and vinyl up to 50 <laughs> years that stuff just never wears it out. never does <laughs> <laughs> and uh carpet you know you're gonna have to they say eight to ten years but there's like, no way that's the way it's according to you know now remember my uh old client lou the guy that had the 5,000 square foot house and lived by himself and he and it was basically two rooms he lived in like his carpets yeah <laughs> never wore brand that. new right and he was there like eight years or something <laughs> aluminum co copper gutters like i got a gutter problem right now because of that ice storm 20 years copper gutters about 50 years uh wood windows can last more than 30 years aluminum 15 yep. to 20 years it's things you don't think about no and that's you know? good so now you got everybody freaked out that they got to replace all their stuff so well you got to take a look around the house and you know with that coming as up as they say room was built brick by brick <laughs> all right mark so we are up to our segment with asking dr a and today is motivating without money dr abelson how are you i am doing wonderfully guys how are you guys how are things in texas good or what uh, yeah, there and the weather is really nice right now. I don't. What's it like in Philly? How's the weather today? It's nice, nice in Philly. Good. We go from nine to seventy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, that, is that your car or is that the temperature? No, that's the way the temperature's <laughs> no, been going. Okay. Last week it was nine, and then it was seventy. Okay. It's like bizarre. 
All right, so let's go with this topic because I like this topic. Motivating without money. A lot of people do. And especially Dr. A, earlier in the show, 4 million, 4.2 million people quit their jobs in January. Well, that's also one of my areas. My dissertation was actually on turnover and retention. And I've written a yes. couple dozen articles on that uh, and done a lot of consulting on it. So it's, yes, it, a lot is going on. And it's because of a number of things. And one of the things is that people are spoiled now regarding um, working at home versus working at the office. And that gets us to today's topic regarding motivating with that money, because one of the aspects or ways to motivate money are aesthetics, okay, and people who value aesthetics. It's not just beauty uh, or, or, or what the scenery is like. Aesthetics also like to have a balance. So they like to have a balance between work life all right, and home life. And what happens is those organizations that are forcing people to come back after they've been spoiled regarding working at home uh, and being in touch with their, their kids or being in touch with their significant other um, or just having the workspace themselves because S is like to have that alone time. Um, what happens now is people are getting frustrated. They don't want to fight the traffic anymore because they're spoiled uh, they don't they don't, they don't have, have to put to a suit on in the morning because a lot of people that are highs uh, her eyes they come in and they talk to you when you're trying to get your work done when you're home the high eyes can't hit you you know they, they can but it's going to be <laughs> they're going to text you and then you can control it or they're going to email you and you can control it so we're having all of this aspect where they're People are coming back to work, but they're realizing how much fun it was to work at home. So organizations are being stressed now to come up with different alternatives. Yeah, and and this job thing, it's called the great resignation, they're calling it. Yes. Because people, you, what you don't, I told Deanne earlier, and Frank, that, you know, people, you know, you, you don't hear about no more is $15 an hour. You never hear that mentioned no more <laughs> because people are shopping around right. for better situations. And it's not always money. It's a better cultural environment. And that's what we've been talking about regarding, you know, motivating without money, because we've, we're looking at six different aspects of individuals, what their values are, what, or, or what motivates them. And we're saving the only one that deals with money until last. So the other five deal totally with things other than money. Right. So people need to realize that. And you can use that. And there are so many people that really love this environment where they can have balance, all right? Now, they might be working at nine or 10 o'clock at night when the kids are sleeping, but when the kids come home from school, they're there and they can spend a little time with the kids or they can ask them about their day or they can actually help them do their homework. So there's all those types of opportunities regarding these aesthetics, we call them aesthetics, but they deal with beauty, but they deal with balance in life. Yeah, and I, lo I was supposed to teach a live class and I was going to put a suit on, and I just like, like eh, I ain't bothering. And then I would just put on <laughs> right. something decent to go teach the class. But, you know, it, it changed everything. It changed everything. Yes. So it's, well, if, it's a, it's for sure. If people want to know how to determine what somebody wants other than money, we have a great assessment tool. All they have to do is contact us, and they can contact us at ablesin.net or, or at succeed at Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, and they can take the assessment, and then we have training as well on how to actually use this and implement it in your organization. Very good, Dr. Abelson. That's awesome. All right, we'll see you Thank next you, week. Thank you, Dr. A. Very good. Sounds great. If you have any questions, you can email them to mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me, Deanne Katsaris, at comcast.net, or give me a call at 
7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air all these years, 13 years. And actually, I am looking for two sponsors. So if you want to join the Good News and Real Estate team, give me a call. I answer the phone. And we hope to keep you informed here every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, the Real Mortgage Mom. <laughs> and you've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.